All right, we are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome, one and all, to uh, to the new version of this podcast, Midlife Guy. My name is TJ Hollingsworth. I reside in central Indiana. And uh, first and foremost, a huge heartfelt thank you to everybody who was uh, stuck by whatever this podcast has been over the last two years. Uh, I just happened to, I haven't been on uh, Podbean, which is where we host this in several months, several months, probably since the last time we did a broadcast and was shocked to see that people are still downloading the content. So uh, let me thank you for that uh, beyond belief. And also let me say, uh, you maybe have not uh, heard this before. Uh, just a little background on this. We started off as a, uh, a beer league hockey podcast, uh, myself and uh, uh, my buddy, Dave Dickerson. Uh, we were talking about how to how to get started at later in life in, in playing ice hockey, which is something he and I had both done. Uh, unfortunately, due to uh, Dave's busy schedule, uh, which included uh, being a full-time dad and a husband, uh, also going to school and working a full-time job, uh, and then COVID hit when we had no content simply because we weren't playing hockey because of the uh, pandemic, it just became almost impossible without any content with any type of you know, with any type of regularity. So we put that on hold for a little while, uh, fired things back up, uh, kind of changed things around a little bit to make it more towards, uh, sporting activities, uh, things that people would do, uh, outside of hockey and in motorsports, which I also participate in. So we, uh, we picked up a new co-host, uh, uh, gentleman, name of, uh, Aaron Brownwell. And, uh, we did a couple episodes on that and, uh, just unfortunately things did not work out with Aaron. Uh, in fact, he's even, he doesn't even live around here anymore. He's left the state. Uh, and, uh, so again, left us in a little bit of a lurch. So, uh, with some recent changes in life, which include the, uh, the creation of a new YouTube channel, which is, is up and uh, running and growing very well. Uh, I'm very happy to say that, uh, I've just decided I'm going to do this on my own. I, I'm going to not have a co-host. uh, Certainly we'll have guests on the show from time to time when it's appropriate, but I uh, just decided, you know what, I had some things I wanted to share, some things I wanted to say, and uh, I just wasn't going to wait around or, or count on a co-host. Um, it made it very easy also to procrastinate when uh, when I thought I should be moving forward with all this, and I didn't. So we are right now, and this is going to be our new format. We're, uh, we're going to be talking about sports and things of that nature for sure, uh, but we're also going to be talking about some other stuff. We're adding a travel component, travel adventure components, what I'm calling it. Uh, that is kind of the theme of our YouTube channel. Uh, if you're interested in checking that out, it's a channel that I co-host with my wife. It's called Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventures. Uh, you can find that. Uh, we've got 31 or 32 videos up. Uh, everything from just you know fun little things that we've seen here around our home in central Indiana. Uh, most recently uploaded uh, part one of a four-part series uh, from our trip to Key West, Florida uh, back in January. Uh, we've got just all, all kinds of stuff on there. Uh, still kind of trying to feel our way around there as well, trying to find out what works. If you are into tools, I've got a couple of Harbor Freight videos up that have uh, that have been uh, been growing, showing that they do have some uh, uh, some traction to them as well. So there's just a, trying to you know just stuff that's in our lives that we're sharing, and hopefully there'll be some other people that that find some type of entertainment value out of it. But the the idea behind the YouTube channel as well as this podcast is always. Uh, you know, is always trying to inspire people to, you know, to, to get back involved in life. Um, I've said this on numerous occasions, uh, both in this, uh, in this format here, uh, as well as, uh, when I, on other social media things and YouTube we've done, uh, it, it brought up a quote from Mark Twain that just really, 
That's my dog barking in the background. He's out uh, in the other room uh, behind a closed door, but you can still probably hear him. But uh, Mark Twain said, age is an issue of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. And I kind of adopted that when I got back into motorsports uh, at the age of 48. Uh, back in 2015, I think I got my math right on that, but uh, I had pursued a career in motorsports as a driver uh, from the age of 16 till I was in my early 30s, and I uh, was doing a lot of that out of my back pocket and with a with a family um, and, uh, and a wife and everything that goes along with all that. It, it just became to where it wasn't fair to them to keep spending money that we didn't really have, so I, I kind of stopped, uh, dropped it cold turkey. Um, and some of the particulars we can get into in another podcast, cause I think there are some things there that uh, could be valuable learning tools for other people. But, uh, I, I had been deeply involved in motorsports. Uh, I was the third generation of my family that had been in on the inside of racing either. I was the first driver in the family, but, uh, both my father and my grandfather were race promoters, meaning they would put on and organize events at uh, different racetracks. Uh, the big one for, for my family was uh, the Thunder in the Dome, which uh, started as the Hoosier Dome Invitational in Indianapolis. Uh, and we started that in 1985, and we ran that clear up through 1999 uh, before uh, we, we sold the event to, uh, to somebody. But that was kind of our crown jewel, and that was a huge event in the, uh, the open-wheel racing community. Uh, there might be some folks out here that have heard of it. Under the process of putting up a YouTube channel with some of the videos we have from that as well, and uh, again, we can talk about that in another show, but I was deep, deep, deep into motorsports and I had to just walk away cold turkey. Uh, fast forward to 2015, uh, when with the encouragement of my wife, uh, she, you know, I said, boy, I really miss being competitive, competing and things of that nature. And, and we kind of talked about it a little bit and I got back into uh, go-kart racing, which is kind of where I started my career. I moved into cars and some other stuff, but, uh, and from that led to, uh, racing at the local sprint track, which is, uh, you know, your, your, your neighborhood or regional go-kart track, uh, moved into shifter carts from there, which are, uh, very fast, hundred mile an hour plus, uh, we race on big race tracks, uh, like mid Ohio, uh, you know, some of the big places where, uh, NASCAR and IndyCar run the road courses. Uh, and then, uh, over, uh, over the COVID period, um, I did what nobody should ever do. And that is I bought a race car, another race car. Um, I'd had some others earlier in my career and I thought, you know what, I'm done owning cars, but that didn't happen. So I'm now the proud owner of a formula FST or formula first car. Uh, it is a, uh, a rear engine formula, formula cars, formula means open cockpit, open wheel. And, uh, again, we'll talk in detail of that, but, uh, and it, it really changed my life. Uh, through that, I also got into beer league hockey, uh, which is adult hockey. It's called beer league because it's, it's just fun, friendly games, but, uh, start playing ice hockey at the age of 50. And, you know, my thought was. Why doesn't everybody do this? Uh, why why is it when we become empty nesters, our kids have grown up, we're you know we're pretty solidified in our careers, uh, whatever you know shape or form that takes, but we don't go back to the things that used to get us out of bed in the morning. We don't do things that uh, you know that that make us happy. We do things that we feel like we have to do, which you know there's a part of life where sometimes that is definitely the case. Uh, you know when you got a young family, when you are uh, you know when you're just when you're, you're freshly married, you're trying to get yourself established. But if things work out well for you and with a, a lot of hard work and a few breaks here and there, uh, you know, things change to something where you, you are comfortable and you're, you're more than comfortable. You have some disposable income at this point in life. And uh, so many times I see people just kind of sitting on the sidelines and they use that excuse, I'm too old to learn anything new, uh, which is a bunch of crap, plain and simple. So uh, Judy and I started the, uh, the YouTube channel. And, uh, I'm kind of converting this podcast to kind of carry on that same theme. You know, you're never too old to suck at something brand new. 
And, uh, you know, it's all part of that learning and growing thing. So uh, our goal here is to, whoops, sorry about that, overmodulate you there. Uh, our goal with the uh, with the YouTube channel and this podcast is simply to uh, share information, share experiences with you, and hopefully you know motivate you and inspire you to try something uh, brand new. Uh, that's kind of what we're looking for. As I mentioned, uh, we, we've done this format with a couple of other hosts, Aaron and Dave. Uh, both of them are doing well. Uh, they're just not involved in the in the podcast anymore. And uh, of course, best wishes to both of them in uh, in what they're doing now. And uh, just can't say enough good things about either one of them. So, fellas, uh, I appreciate your time here. We're going to leave those episodes up. So if you want to go back and, uh, and check out these guys, feel free to go back through the archives of the show here. Uh, we kind of touched on basically everything I wanted to get into right now. I didn't want to uh, kind of re-explain the podcast and, and all that and then try to get too deep into a topic. Um, but I did want to share with you something that's going to be really cool. And this is uh, something that's near and dear to my heart. And that is we are uh, less than 60 days away from the Indianapolis 500-mile race. That is an IndyCar event held right in my backyard, practically, uh, in the backyard of where I grew up. I grew up in Speedway, Indiana. Uh, I now live a little further north in, a, in one of the suburbs, a suburb called Whitestown, Indiana, about 22 or 23 miles north of the Speedway. But uh, it is it is just a huge, huge part of my life and, and a huge part of the lives of the people that live in the community. And uh, it's one of those things that should be on your bucket list. Uh, everybody talks about Super Bowls and World Series, and those are fantastic events. Um, and I certainly would love to go to one. Uh, we closest I've come is we've hosted the Super Bowl in Indianapolis, and it was downtown uh, near Lucas Oil Stadium where it was, and it was crazy. Um, however, the Indianapolis 500. Uh, what one of the things that makes that special is it is a multi-day, multi-week event. Uh, it used to be the entire month of May in Indianapolis. It was shortened down to three weeks, and it's kind of shortened down into two weeks right now with a with a preliminary race, uh, the Indy Grand Prix, uh, which kind of kicks off the month of May for Indianapolis. They run on the uh, the road course uh, that's utilizes part of the, uh, the the famous oval that everybody's familiar with, and then the road course that's in the infield. Uh, that kind of kicks off the month, and then uh, there's a three day break after that race uh, to give teams time to switch their cars over from a road course configuration to an oval configuration. And uh, they start practice for the uh, Indianapolis 500 mile race on, or for qualifying on Tuesday, uh, that following weekend, Saturday and Sunday is qualifying where they set the starting lineup. And then we uh, take another week off and there's some, uh, some events and festivities in and around Indianapolis. Uh, then the Friday of Memorial day weekend is what they call carb day. Uh, it does have nothing to do with carbohydrates. It's about, uh, it used to be carburetor day, where teams are given the opportunity to go out during the time of day when they'd be racing and, and adjust their carburetors. And, um, of course, race cars haven't had carburetors on them, at least not Indy cars, for decades. Uh, but the name kind of stuck. So it's Carb Day. It's a final practice before the Indy 500. And out at the Speedway, uh, with the exception of the last two years with COVID, where everything was screwed up, uh, traditionally there is the, uh, the pit stop contest, which has become absolutely huge. Uh, it's on TV now. It's on uh, NBC. I think it's live stream on Peacock now, but it's uh, become a part of the broadcast with NBC. And uh, then there's also uh, uh, usually a big concert uh, there at the Speedway, uh, and that is back this year. So very excited about that. But the reason I bring this all up is uh, one of my favorite things to do is to introduce people uh, to their first Indy 500 experience. Uh, it is something, and I, I go no further than Al Michaels. Uh, everybody who knows Al Michaels, uh, you know, an iconic sports commentator, uh, probably best known for his call, the 1980 Winter Olympic Games, Do You Believe in Miracles, when the United States beat the Soviet Union. But uh, 
it was it's been in recent time. I think it was in the '90s where Al Michaels did the pre-race uh, telecast for ABC, and it was his first time being the Indianapolis 500. And uh, I'm not going to try to do an impersonation or use his words. I can just tell you that uh, it was uh, to hear him wax poetically about what the 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 event, what he was seeing, uh, the mass of humanity. Of course, it's all based around Memorial Day weekend, which is where we. Uh, we pay tribute to the uh, the fighting men and women who have given their lives for the in defense of our country. Uh, the emotion that it's around that is just the whole event is just it's it's incredible. I'm struggling coming up with words to describe it myself. So what I thought I would do with our YouTube channel and with this podcast is I'm going to be bringing as much content as I can. Uh, most of it's going to be over on YouTube and also on Instagram. Uh, so again, if you'd like to check that out on YouTube, just uh, just in the search engine, TJ, or excuse me, Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventures, and then over on uh, on uh, Instagram, it's Adventures Midlife Adventures plural with an S Adventures Midlife, and I will be posting. Uh, I'm going to be out there every day for practice uh, qualifying. I'm not sure if I will go to that or not, just simply because the the way they format things. And the way they line the cars up in the pits and stuff, it's it's very difficult to get anywhere when you're down there. You really need to be up in a seat or watching it on TV to see anything. So I may just probably, I'm not sure yet, but, I, but I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But uh, as far as the practice days are concerned, um, I am very fortunate that I have some pretty good access to, to, uh, to the garage area, uh, also known as Gasoline Alley, to the pit area and all that. So I can get some pretty cool video that you, and, and, and some insight that you can't get if you're just a, uh, John Q. Public wandering around the, the speedway. So uh, talk about something you put on your bucket list. I'm going to make it as easy as possible. Uh, show you some of the do's and don'ts, uh, things you want to see, things you don't want to see or don't want to miss rather, and uh, and have a lot of fun with that. So it's kind of my way to share something uh, that's very special to me that I think you'll find uh, very special to you as well. Um, just to give you some idea, uh, when we talk about the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, this facility is absolutely huge. Now, I know for a fact it is the largest sporting stadium on the planet, bar none. I did a little Google search on that, though, and it kept trying to send me up to the big house in Michigan where uh, Michigan uh, plays their football. And it holds, I think, if I remember right, 110,000 people is what that football stadium holds. That's pretty impressive for a football stadium, especially a college stadium. However, uh, let's talk about the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, The Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it's a a two-and-a-half-mile oval. It's actually more of a, a rectangle. Uh, that has rounded ends on four corners of it. However, uh, the racetrack itself has over 300,000, 300,000 permanent seats, plus, plus general admission tickets are sold to the infield. Uh, For one reason or the other, uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway has a tradition of never really uh, publishing what their attendance figures are. So it's really left up to guesstimations. It's a cross between an estimate and a guess, a guesstimation. However, those who are uh, tasked with doing such things have come up with figures of anywhere from 400 to 475,000 people all on this one facility for one particular event, which is why it is uh, been named and still remains to this day the largest single-day spectator event on the planet. And just to give you an idea how big this facility is, I'm going to give you some uh, some fairly well-known landmarks and buildings that all would fit inside of the facility known as the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Let's start with Churchill Downs. And, of course, the, uh, the iconic uh, horse race track that is in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, these are all things that will fit in at one time. You could strategically arrange all these in the infield of the racetrack 
um, without running out of space. Add in the Rose Bowl Stadium, Pasadena, California. How about the Roman Coliseum? Familiar with that? Liberty Island, Statue of Liberty hangs out there in, uh, in between New York and New Jersey. The White House, Yankee Stadium, Taj Mahal, and Vatican City. All those properties would fit inside of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and there's still some room left over. Uh, inside of the track right now, if you were to drive over there right now, as you pull, uh, it, there's a tunnel that goes under the main entrance, is in between turns number one and number two off of West 16th Street, Indianapolis. As you come up through the tunnel, the first thing you're greeted with is the Hall of Fame Museum, which is a must-stop if you're in Indianapolis. Even if there's nothing going on at the racetrack, it's open every day with the exception of Christmas. Uh, absolutely amazing. And on days when they're doing testing that's not open to the public, you still have access to uh, to some bleachers and spectator mounds uh, if you pull into the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum, and it's free. So if you hear anything going on there and you're driving by and you hear a race car go by, pull in, you'll be able to see it. Uh, also, of course, you've got uh, Gasoline Alley, which is the garage area, or if you're more of a European racing fan, the paddock. Still not used to that one. Uh, you also have uh, four holes of a championship golf course inside. Now, it used to be a complete nine-hole golf course inside, and then right outside the property on the back stretch is a 18-hole championship, PGA championship golf course. But they had a, a second one inside uh, back in the 90s, and, and don't nail me down on this, but it was in the 1990s, I believe, is when they completely redid the golf course, renamed it Brickyard Crossing, and they put four holes, and we're talking you know, PGA caliber holes, inside of the racetrack. Down at the far end of the racetrack, which would be the south end of the race, excuse me, the north end of the racetrack, there is a dirt track uh, that hosts the uh, USAC, the BC, I'm going to draw a blank here, the, the Brian Clausen Memorial uh, USAC Midget Race. So there's a racetrack inside of the racetrack, in addition to the road course, uh, which was built for the Formula One uh, races that were held there uh, in the late 90s and may or may not be coming back, but they still use road course for all kinds of different things. IMSA, of course, NASCAR races on the road course now, uh, so on and so forth. So uh, this facility is absolutely huge. It literally sits right in the middle. Uh, it's surrounded by residential neighborhoods, so it's not like it's out in the boonies somewhere. Uh, it is It is literally packed on on three sides by by housing, and it is the, you know, the cornerstone. It's what put Indianapolis on the map. So I'm going to be sharing a lot of that with you here coming up uh, in the month of May, just a couple of weeks away. So... Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this show. Again, thank you so much for everybody that stuck with us. The, the fact that somebody yesterday downloaded an episode of this show just blows my mind because we've literally done nothing uh, to promote this channel, uh, promote the podcast, zero, zip, nada, nothing. But it it had some legs. So apparently what we're saying, somebody's interested. If you're one of those, thank you so much. If you're a new listener, thank you so much. And uh, if you've got an idea, you think that it would be good for, for a podcast that would fit into this uh, you know, this other uh, criteria of just, you know, inspiring, motivating people to try new things later in life. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me a message. You can also message me on, uh, on Instagram. If you want to go there, Adventures Midlife, that's Adventures with an S, Midlife. And of course, don't forget the YouTube page, which is being updated uh, two to three, sometimes five times a week. That is Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventures. Judy's and TJ's, plural, TJS, Midlife Adventures on YouTube. So thanks, everybody. We had a couple of folks jumped on while we were live. I do appreciate that as well. We might add some theme music down the road or something. I'm not really sure. Uh, but again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for sharing. And we will talk to you soon.